0: Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. i right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Bottom of this hour, another big interview for you, Dr. Jesse Lopez. We talk about hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the fake study that came out with the, the, the said ivermectin doesn't work. He completely abo- uh, just just obliterates that. I was going to say abolishes that. Obliterates that. And uh, we also talk about hydroxychloroquine. We talk about the trouble he's having in Kansas with getting the Kansas legislature to let them just do their jobs as medical professionals. We talked to him about that bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. We also have the former CEO of uh, McDonald's saying the woke culture is killing corporations in America. We'll get into that and an awful lot more on your Friday, a free speech Friday. (laughs) Carry us off. That is Polo. That would be Samantha. Hello, Sam. Glad to have you here. Glad that you stopped by. Never on your mind, fair again. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. It's 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. When you go there, sign up for all the social media. We don't know what your favorite social media is. Go and sign up for that. All right. Also... While you're at JoePags.com, scroll down, click on contact, send me an email. The, I think the lead story to, uh, today still is Fauci and his little arrogant self. And, and when I say little, I mean that. Uh, just a little guy, a tiny guy with a, with a big head. And and I don't mean physically. I mean, he, figuratively, this guy really thinks he's like a god, and he's not. He's gotten a lot of things wrong. So we'll get into all that. Make sure you stop by the website to do all that, uh, all that stuff as well. Let me get into uh, the former McDonald's CEO. Um, when it comes to fast food, I'm more of an originalist. Let's see, let's see if you guys follow my my thought process here. The Firebird and the Camaro were basically the same car, except the Firebird had different headlights and different taillights. The Camaro came out first, came out in 1967. So I was a Camaro guy, not a Firebird guy. I think that it was more, more aesthetically pleasing to me anyway, and I'm more of a Chevy guy, but GM is GM, and those you know, a lot of things were interchangeable on those cars, but I was a Camaro guy. I'm a McDonald's guy, not a Burger King guy. I did have McDonald's recently, by the way, when I was in North Carolina um, because I wanted to do keto and and we didn't want to go out and buy a whole bunch of food staying at a and b um, So we just got like some double cheeseburgers without the bun at McDonald's. I like McDonald's. I'm not a Burger King guy because McDonald's came first. I think I'm more of an originalist that way. I don't drink Coke products or Pepsi products. I drink Zevia. For those who don't know, that is a diet soda that's sweetened with, with Stevia, which is a natural sweetener. But if I had to choose between a Coke product or a Pepsi product, it'd be Coke because it's the original. Um, Someone say it's the real thing. So I'm sort of that guy. Paul, does that make sense? Are you that guy? Do you care about stuff like that? About stuff being original? I mean, like you and I went and had a really good burger in San Antonio quite a while ago now. But was that the original really good burger in San Antonio or is that just one that you like more?
1: uh i don't know i mean i just was told about it and i tried it and it was good so i mean i went with it i mean to me i don't care about the history of stuff i mean if it's if it's something good and worth it then that's enough for me
0: i mean that makes sense i i I get that i really do but but if it comes to similar products that are almost the same i don't want to i don't want to help out the 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 johnny came lately i want to i want to help out the original guy or gal, or whomever, who who you know put that on the map. Sam, are, you're kind of like me in that in that thought process, right?
2: Well, if you're talking about drinks specifically, then yeah, because all of the knockoff drinks just taste weird and they kind of taste like off. But for other products too, absolutely. I I love vintage stuff. I will absolutely seek out an original piece for whatever I'm looking for. Uh, that's a big deal to me. Yes.
0: McDonald's or Burger King?
2: <sighs> well, they're just. Different, but McDonald's.
0: <laughs> Camaro or Firebird? Camaro. Duh. Now, some people would, would come in and say, well, hold on a second. You're talking about pony cars. you got to go Mustang, which came before both of them. Yeah, but I'm not a Ford guy. I'm a GM guy. But the Mustang, I think 1964 and a half but was the, the first Mustang. But yeah, the,
1: doesn't that just kind of destroy your whole spiel here?
0: Well, no, I'm a GM guy, so I like the original GM pony car.
1: But you're saying that the Ford came first. The Mustang, right? I don't first. like Ford. Yeah, but I mean, you just finished saying that you would support the originals, right? I
0: mean- well, see, I don't think a Camaro—I don't think a Camaro is a knockoff of a Mustang, but they put them all in the pony car category, you know. But Camaros and Firebirds are F bodies, um, like like Monte Carlos and Buick Regals are G bodies. Um, I'm a I'm a Buick Regal guy. I'm a Camaro guy over Firebird. So I'm I'm actually doing apples to apples. Ford to Chevy to me is not apples to apples. Does that make sense?
1: I guess so. I mean, you're or you just ta- still, like argue with me I, I, a little bit, but I think, I mean, I guess <laughs> if you're here, if you're, I mean, cause then Coke and Pepsi, that's, that's, they're not the same, you know, in the same family necessarily either.
0: Pepsi only showed up because of Coke period.
1: See, and, and, and I just really don't care for Coke. Interesting. But I, but Interesting. I don't, but I really don't like Pepsi either, you know, but if, but if I had to choose between the two, I would drink a Diet Pepsi before I would drink a Diet Coke.
0: Let me tell everybody in my chat room right now, I've got a sore throat today. Do not tell me Polo's making sense. <laughs> do, do not take Polo's side on Come this. On. No, I, No, I mean, gun to my head, Ford or Chevy, that's simple. I mean, uh, GM or Ford, motor company, that's simple for me. Um, and again, when it comes to pony cars, I mean, listen, ask any Ford owner who loves their Ford. They hate Chevy. And that's sort of a, 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 a fun, smiley, can't stand you, I'm going to beat you on the road kind of thing. Ah, uh, so yeah, I mean, Ford is not even in the mix. Although my first car was a was a, a Mustang, real piece of crap. It was a piece of rust on four See, wheels.
1: but that's probably why, because you, you're tainted now because of that.
0: No, no, no. I grew I grew up fixing Chevys with my dad. I was always been always been a Chevy guy. But he he got a good deal on this on this rust bucket. But yeah, no, when it comes to if I have a choice, the original or or the guy who tried to knock off the original, I'm going to try to go with the original. Mustang is not a Camaro. It's not a Firebird. Don't even. Don't even. I,
1: I I agree with you, but to to me, I mean, I think whatever's better is going to be what I choose, you know. Because
0: oh no, I I completely respect that. Look, if somebody came out with a better Camaro that was very similar but better, I'd have to give it a long look. But I'm still an originalist. You remember how mad I was? You and I went and saw. Didn't we go and see the the original? Uh, what the hell, Transformers. the Transformers? Yeah. Remember what I said walking out of that theater?
1: That why didn't they have Bumblebee parked? You know, in the in the. Outside area, so you could see
0: it, and then that way you could want to order it and all that stuff. Why didn't they have them available for sale, Polo? They weren't even available yet. So I mean, uh, I, I was I was ready to dump money that day. So I think that these companies have made mistakes. I think they've done you know bad moves and bad marketing. I mean, that was the dumbest thing ever. We just watched this freaking movie, and I couldn't buy the car. How stupid is that? But if they would have had like a Firebird ready to go, I would not have bought it. I'm a Camaro guy. That's just you, crazy. you might have bought the Firebird. Because it was available. It was ready to go. Uh, I mean, if if
1: I liked it. I mean... But you mean to tell me, as, as a big of, you know, this Chevy guy that you are and everything, yes. if you had the chance to buy the Smokey and the Bandit car, you wouldn't buy it?
0: Of course I would. That's a Trans Am, though. That's not... That's not... I mean... But it's not that G- was it's an not iconic Chevy. car. Well, I would have that and park it in the garage, and take my Camaro out when I wanted to go somewhere, <laughs> just to look at it. Seriously, I don't think you understand the, the 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 how deep this runs, either Chevy or Ford or Pontiac or whatever. Um, it really is a very very deep thing. And you're, I mean, generally speaking, this is not a cut down. You're not a car guy.
1: No, but but I also think that, like I said, I mean, to me, because look, I I my first vehicle, like I I had, one of my first vehicles, I had, I had a um a Ranger, a Ford Ranger. Then then I, later on, I had a a Chevy car, you know, and I don't have any allegiance to either one of them because to me, like the the cars were fine, but they weren't anything to brag about. Um, but when I had my Tundras, like I like those, you know, and, and to me, they, they were far better than any, you know, Ford or Chevy that I had ever been in, whether I, I, I owned it or, or was in it with somebody else or whatever, um, because to me it was just who's better? I don't I don't care about legacy, I don't care about I mean, if, if you're better, you, then you deserve to be, you know, treated that way. If 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 you're putting out a better product, I mean it doesn't matter what, what the history is.
0: I may be able to settle this because if I'm not saying it, you probably won't argue as much. Sam. Yes. S- Sam, somebody offers dad a thousand horsepower Mustang Cobra.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or a 600 horsepower corvette what am I taking Corvette thank you or, okay and, no. and, and that might sound stupid but I mean that's what I do polo
1: wait a minute you mean to tell me somebody offers you a 4GT you can turn it down it's a know, beautiful car because... but that's not
0: the same that's not the in the same class it's not a pony car but okay, again I'm... I probably would park it in the polo I can probably go and be <laughs> be financed it cost me a lot I could probably go buy a 4GT but but i but i i'd rather have my corvette that i have i don't know man really yeah you think somebody put, put a gun to my head and made me buy the corvette
1: i'm not saying that i'm just saying
0: that the if the gt was available
1: if, if somebody gave you a 4 gt and you had to buy a corvette which would
0: you do i would t- okay great question i would take the 4 gt sell it and buy seven corvettes smart move right come not on really. give it up not really give it up Sam, I, I, what, I, I, what I would that do with in that deal?
2: Uh, you would give it to your daughter.
0: Okay. <laughs> you now there really we go. The Sam, faster car. Sam somehow got involved in getting the Ford <laughs> GT. 888 941 PAGS, 888 941 7247, joepags.com. We got to this because of a story on The Blaze. Uh, the former McDonald's CEO is blasting woke politics in corporate boardrooms and says Disney's CEO should be fired. This is an interesting story to me because here's a guy who used to run the. I I don't think this is a guess. They've sold more hamburgers around the globe than anybody. Billions and billions served. So here it is. It's from Chris Enlow over at the Blaze. Former McDonald's CEO Ed Renzi is launching a new campaign called the Boardroom Initiative to fight back against the woke politics infecting corporate America. The news comes after Walt Disney Company essentially declared war on Florida Republicans for passing the parental rights and education bill. The law protects Florida students in kindergarten through third grade from learning about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. Under pressure from the progressive employees, Disney spoke out against the law and promised to fight for its repeal. Renzi, who was CEO of the Golden Arches from 1991 to 1997, told Fox Business that politics has no business in the corporate boardroom. Corporations have no business being on the right or the left because they represent everybody there. And their sole job is to build equity for their investors, Renzi said. It's not the providence of the board members or, ex- or executives that, um, that take shareholder money, profit, and spend it on social matters, he explained. Corporations should not get involved in social engineering. So, I mean, he's right. I don't care what your politics are. Your politics shouldn't matter if you want to sell me a service or a product. Story continues. According to Fox Business, Renzi will serve as executive chairman of the boardroom initiative. The campaign is is composed of several conservative advocacy groups, including Job Creators Network, the Free Enterprise Group, and Second Vote. The goal of the initiative to buck woke politics and policies and defend employees and shareholders from politicized corporate boardrooms. What about Disney? In an interview with Fox & Friends, Renzi said Friday that top Disney executives should be fired because they haphazardly engaged in politics without considering business side ramifications. Quote, the fact of the matter is boards of directors and executives of a company work for the shareholders. Their duty is to increase profit and sales in a good way so the shareholders benefit, so they get dividends and additional stock and the company can grow, Renzi explained. Very well said. And I hope that this initiative does something to kick this kind of po- this political speak and political wokeness out of corporate boardrooms. Your job is to sell your service or your product and to sell enough of it to make some money, some profit for the board members—not not for the board members, for the for the shareholders. And the board members have to be acting in the good, in the good um, usage and the good mindset of making a financial impact, revenue-wise, into the the bank accounts and the shares of those who hold those shares. That's why the whole Twitter thing is ridiculous. You know, when when Elon Musk says, "I'll give you fifty-four dollars twenty and it was worth thirty-eight dollars two weeks ago. The shareholders are going to make a great benefit out of that. To say no is ridiculous, but wokeness made them say no. By the way, he's promising something else is going on as well. So your thoughts on this, the entirety of it, and if you want to call in and and explain to Polo why in my veins runs Chevy Blue, you know, that that would be cool too. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. Dr. Jesse coming up in about 10 minutes. Make sure you stick around for that. Got to remind you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Eden Pure makes this great air purifier. They call it the Thunderstorm because after uh, once you put it in the room, you just plug it into the wall, by the way. It doesn't take up any floor space. Once you plug it into the wall, when you enter the room, it smells like a thunderstorm has come through. You've got that great fresh scent that's left behind. It's got proven oxy technology, destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Freshens your home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more. Over 200,000 of the thunderstorms have been sold, so you know that it must work. And I've got a great deal for you coming up. Do not touch that dial. Great deal you don't want to hear about. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. And as I said, just plug it right into the wall. It's almost silent. It's even great for use in bedrooms. And uh, again, we've got a couple of these in our house. You can get an amazing deal right now where you get a three-pack and save $200. This is a deal that you're going to get by going to EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S-3, to save $200. It's going to be about 200 bucks for three of these now. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks now. Make it happen. Let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people are, are, are all juiced up about this car stuff. Let me go to Steve in Canada. Steve, talk to me.
2: Joe, you're exactly right. My first car was a 1969 Camaro Supersport. Give me that. You draw the line there. Some of the other people on the other side, they had 1969 Ford Mustangs. You're either Chevy guy or you're a Ford guy. Period. That's the reason it's called found on road dead. <laughs>
0: exactly right and, and you know you, you see in the in the windows of some of the people who have these cars you got the, the little cartoon guy you know going uh, urinating on on the ford symbol or urinating on the chevy symbol cy, uh, 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 polo it's that deep you, you, you tell me you never heard this argument before oh of
1: course i have i mean i i would see those kind of uh decals all the time but for me i don't care i i it's just whatever i like whatever i like i mean if if it's a good vehicle and,
0: and listen, I will vouch for that. Since I've known you, you've owned a, a, an eclectic, um, you know, range of vehicles. Have all been very nice, but they're all very different. So I know I'm yeah. with you, and I'm not saying that you're wrong about it. I'm just telling you, I don't think you understand how deep this goes. I mean, there are people on the on the line willing to yell at me over this now. Wyatt, Nevada, talk to me. Hi. Yeah,
2: uh, I just got to ask, how does it feel knowing that the Camaro's kind of just the copycat younger brother of Mustang throughout the years?
0: Well, if Mustangs weren't so ugly, I would agree with you. But, man, they are just really ugly cars. <laughs> Come on, Wyatt. No, Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come How does it feel that the Camaro's uh, the, uh, the, the the ugly younger brother? Is that what he said? Um, listen, I've got to be honest with you. I like Mustangs. They're nice cars. The throaty um, sound out of the tailpipe, awesome. Really amazing. But I just can't go there. Now. Sam knows this, we, we, we had a Mustang, we had a, I think CJ had a white Mustang convertible, uh, it wasn't a GT, it was like a four-cylinder, but it was a nice little car, um, so we've had a Mustang in the, in the family, but I mean, I'm not a Mustang guy, I'm not a GM guy, I'm not here, I'm not here to say Mustangs suck, because they don't, and many times they're faster than, uh, than what GM is offering up, but I'm just, I'm just that guy, that's all, I'm just putting it out there. Let me go to uh, Rachel in Florida, Rachel, what's going on?
2: Hey, how are you? Literally. My God, I listen to you all the time. Thank I'm you. A security enforcement officer in Daytona Beach. Oh, awesome. Great. And uh, you help fill my night so I don't fall asleep. Oh, awesome. Um, I've got a 1999 Ford Explorer that I use on nice. the job. And um, I love it. Um, it's got almost 200,000 miles on it. And no leaks or anything. It runs absolutely great. And um, I think Ford gets a lot of bad rap. Well,
0: when 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 that when that Explorer other, gives know, up, see if they, see if they'll get you a Tahoe once that Explorer gives up because it will give out.
2: Oh, it will. eventually. <laughs> I had another one. I had a, I had a white '99 Ford Explorer, and the engine finally gave out on it. So I picked up another 99 Ford Explorer, Nice, and um, it's running great. I mean, I I just can't believe, you know, how good it runs.
0: You you go with what you know. Rachel, you go with what you know, and I appreciate you listening to us. Chanda, you've got 15 seconds. Go.
2: I just wanted to say that I once broke up with a guy because I found out he was a Mustang guy.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yes.
2: We've been dating about three weeks, but I had never been to his place and the first time I went to his place he had mustangs and things everywhere and I was like, okay, this is gonna
0: have to be an end game. You're one of the smartest people I've ever spoken with. Chanda, thank you. I appreciate it. See Polo, now you get it, right? You're breaking up with people over it. Whatever. <laughs> All right, keep it here. When we come back, Dr. Jesse, don't go anywhere.
1: This is the Joe Pag Show.
0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He's a great doctor. He, of course, is Dr. Jesse Lopez. Appreciate having you back, Jesse. How you doing?
3: It's great to be back and uh, doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, so I flew to North Carolina to see my daughter, Sam, and um, well, the whole family did. When we flew there, we had to wear a mask. Flying back, they dropped the mask mandate the day before. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was jubilant. The White House says the majority of Americans want to wear masks on planes for some reason. And they say that the CDC should be able to override, I guess, court rulings. Uh, Jesse, medically speaking, you know, because I know, I know what you think about it legislatively. And I know what you think about it as a rule, as taking our freedom away. But let's talk just medical science here. Am I better off if I wear a mask that has bigger openings in it than the microbes of COVID? Is that really doing anything?
3: It is absolutely not doing anything and there have been numerous studies done in physics journals that support exactly what i am saying it does not mitigate or decrease the spread of COVID in any way and as a matter of fact if you're sitting on an airplane and you happen to sneeze guess what it's just going to fly out the side all over the person sitting next to you so get on the airplane and sneeze forward
0: aren't there any implications jesse and me (laughs) breathing back in my carbon dioxide
3: Yes, there have been some studies that show that- Especially for kids, right? The CO2, huh? Especially sorry, for kids, maybe? right? Oh, yeah, especially in kids. In kids, it's just, uh, basically, it's criminal, in my opinion. And the reason is, is because it's creating such mental distress for these children, and they are having anxiety and depression, even increased suicide rate, and we're not paying attention. So to me, that's criminal. It's also affecting their ability to learn. I've had patients that I've had to write a mask exemption for because they were in special education for speech therapy, and the speech therapist would not let them take their mask off for speech therapy. Come on, man. It How does, does that it, work?
0: it doesn't make any sense. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Inspiration.health is his website. Inspiration.health. Uh, uh, go and check him out. He does telemedicine as well. Uh, doc, do you know what the CDC is basing this mask mandate on? Because the C- here's, the, here's the lie that Biden's telling about Title 42, which is keeping illegal or any, any immigrant actually from coming into this country with a disease or some ailment. We could send them right back because of Title 42. The Biden administration says that's up to the CDC, which is not true. Now they're saying the mask mandate will we appeal the ruling by the judge in Florida? Well, that's up to the CDC. Doc, do you have any idea what data, what science the CDC is using in guiding the president? when he makes these decisions
3: if anything they may be using some very weak studies that were anecdotal that showed maybe decreased spread of maybe 1.5 percent if somebody happens to wear a mask and they're taking that data and they're making a policy the problem with that is that there was no statistical significance found in those studies plus they were never truly double-blinded studies Now, there was a study out of Bangladesh that they say was double-blinded, but the methodology was so flawed, it was not done in a controlled laboratory situation. They just simply observed people walking around Bangladesh. Why is it all these studies are done in Bangladesh and Brazil and everywhere else, and then we take that as word to create our policy?
0: It doesn't make any sense. You know who agrees with you on, on masks? Dr. Fauci. Before this thing got, got really bad, he was on 60 Minutes saying it would be silly for us all to be walking, uh, walking around in masks. Now, Fauci comes out yesterday, I'm very disappointed, and the CDC has every right to make this guidance and so on. The CDC doesn't pass law. If they want a law that says we all have to wear a mask, they've got to go through Congress. Congress has to pass it, the president has to sign it, then we can challenge it in court. The CDC making these decisions doesn't make any sense. You've been a doctor a long time. The CDC really just gives guidance and recommendations, right? Does the CDC make rule for you as a doctor?
3: No. It is simply guidance, suggestions. It is not rule. It is not law. I do not have to follow it. I get to use my own clinical judgment and practice, which they want to prevent us from doing. When we exercise our practice of medicine, if we happen to disagree with the FDA or the CDC or some big pharma company, all of a sudden we're some kind of rebel. All of a sudden we should be called before a state board. All of a sudden we're just chastised by our colleagues. Well Medicine's never been like that right. until now.
0: Well, I want to get into that in earnest in a moment. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health. Inspiration.health. He does a great job. He's just a great guy with great knowledge. He studies more of this research than, than you and I could ever dream of doing. And that's why I have him back on because he's a, he's a brainiac when it comes to this stuff. Okay. So, Jesse, let, let's get into the ivermectin stuff before I get into what's happening in Kansas. Ivermectin, I think you told me, and correct me if I got it wrong, 77 studies showed that it is effective as a therapeutic for COVID-19. Is that true? That is absolutely true. The New York Times about about three or four weeks ago, big headlines everywhere, big headlines on social media, ivermectin proves to not be effective against COVID-19. Did you look into that? What was that all about?
3: Well, I absolutely did. And it was very interesting because it was first, uh, one of the first places that it was spoken about was in the Wall Street Journal. And the title was that ivermectin did not reduce COVID-19 hospitalizations in the largest trial to date. It was called a TOGETHER trial. And there was a similar trial called the iTech trial where they tried to say the same thing. And it's interesting. And when I look at this data and I also look at information from other learned physicians like Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Urso, who you've had on your show, Dr. McCullough, who you've had on your show, we sit down and we pick through this data and we find what they're doing is they're playing a shell game with the statistics. And that's What they try to lead people to believe is that the ivermectin doesn't work, but with their own studies, they're actually supporting and showing that there is a positive effectiveness to ivermectin. It's just that their trials were not large enough because often in these studies, the secondary endpoints actually show benefit, but they draw the conclusion that it did not meet their primary endpoint so that ivermectin does not work. And, you know, what's really interesting about this last particular study that just makes us throw our hands up in the air, they didn't even initiate the ivermectin until five, seven days into the person being infected. And that's that's not how it works.
0: You and I I have talked about this before. This is more of a preventative. As soon as you, you get any symptoms and as soon as you get diagnosed, you don't wait.
3: You don't wait. You start it right away. Plus, they only dosed the patients for three days. Actually, the study started out with dosing the patients for only one day. You're not going to do anything for one day. Then they went to three days. So they did three days. They started the treatment late. And then they want to say that ivermectin doesn't work. Well, you know, the protocols that do work that we have utilized is ivermectin right away, hydroxychloroquine right away with higher doses And it's done for five to seven days, or until the symptoms disappear. And
0: you always you always promote zinc and D three as well, right?
3: Thank you, boy. You you can. I'm learning. I'm learning from you,
0: Jesse. Come on.
3: you have, (laughs) and and zinc potentiates the ivermectin. The other thing that they did in this study, Joe, is they gave the ivermectin on an empty stomach, so you don't absorb it. When you take it for a parasite, you take it on an empty stomach. When you're taking it for COVID, you want it to get into your bloodstream, so you take it with a fatty meal. But, but, so but, but, all of the directions tell patients to take it with a fatty meal.
0: I've got to ask you the, these questions because this is these are the attacks that we've seen on hydroxychloroquine. And you know that I was suspended from Twitter by saying it works. Um, and it does work, by the way. The, 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 the lie they put out was that something, chlorophosphate or something, is a fish tank cleaner that some doofus, I guess, in Arizona, decided he would take allegedly from his wife um, because he wanted to make sure he didn't get... COVID-19, because Trump said hydroxychloroquine works. That was the first attack on hydroxychloroquine. Then we weren't allowed to know the studies in, like, Nigeria, where it works so well against malaria, and they have a per capita lower COVID-19 happenstance than anywhere else in the world. Guess what? They're all using hydroxychloroquine. And then ivermectin, Jesse, is somehow a horse dewormer, and we're all idiots by, because we want to we eat horse, horse paste. Have you ever prescribed ever to a patient of yours horse paste?
3: Well, you know, I can say I may have never done that.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, and the reason why I, I went there on both of those therapeutics, which both work, is this. Is it really just about money? Is this really big pharma just putting out as much misinformation or half information or incomplete information to keep people lining up to get the boosters and the shots?
3: It's absolutely 100% about that, Joe. And you know why? I'm going to tell you why. The editor of the New England Journal of Medicine that produced this most recent study that the traditional media is raving about that ivermectin doesn't work is Dr. Rubin. Dr. Rubin is on the advisory committee to the Food and Drug Administration on vaccines. So he gives them advice about vaccines. So he was the doctor that said when they were looking at approving it for children and subsequently did approve it for certain ages of children, that the only way that we're going to know the adverse effects of this vaccine is if we give it to the children. That's the same editor of the New England Journal of Medicine who produced this horrible study. And if you also look further down in the study in terms of sponsors of this study, there were several organizations that, cater to organizations like Pfizer, have contracts with Pfizer that were part or sponsors of this study. MMS Holdings, for instance. It's a pharmaceutical company that designs and gets approval for scientific studies for these big pharma. One of their clients is Pfizer. Come on, man. Cytel Incorporated. It's a statistical modeling company, and it helps pharmacies get approval for their different studies as well. Guess who they work very closely with? Pfizer.
0: Pfizer. All, right, so, all right, so it's extremely incestuous. That information wasn't given out in the Wall Street Journal or anywhere else. I'm glad that you're putting the information out. I don't know how we do, uh, we, we do anything other than what we're doing to try to make people aware of how incestuous it all is. There are connections all over the place. You're talking about a company in Pfizer and Moderna that are making record profits. You've got billions and billions of dollars that are changing hands. The government tells us it's free. When it's not, we're all paying for it for our tax dollars. So this is all we can really do is inform. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health. You're a great doctor in Kansas. You've been fighting in Kansas to have the right just to be a doctor, right? Just to treat your patients. And you're, you've been telling me on and off for a while now that the legislature is playing games with you. If you can, in the simplest terms, in the most layman terms, What is it that you want, what is it that they're doing, and why aren't you getting any satisfaction?
3: What we want is our Speaker of the House, Ron Reichman, and our Majority Leader, Dan Hawkins, to step forward and provide leadership to bring these Freedom Health bills out of reconciliation committees without any change. So that it can get the nod from the full house and get to the governor's desk.
0: And the Freedom Health bills, Jesse, would allow you to prescribe what you think will help your patients. It's that simple, right?
3: Absolutely. Why can't you? Why can't you already? Well, because if we do and we do do it, there's the potentiality of significant retribution from governmental agencies regarding our licensure. I've had several colleagues that are already dealing with this, even just for even speaking about different therapies that aren't in line with the traditional Pfizer or Moderna wow. options, if they speak about it in the hospital, they'll get reported to the hospital board and then the hospital board reports them to the State of the state Board of Healing Arts. Yeah, but what is the report that Jesse uh, Lopez,
0: via these studies and via your, your medical knowledge, is prescribing ivermectin? So what? Why can't you?
3: Well, exactly, and the problem that it creates is that then you have to answer all kinds of questions, produce papers, produce studies, produce all this information for these different governmental agencies like the state boards, which is very time consuming and burdensome. And these doctors shouldn't have to do that, especially when these studies on ivermectin that they say don't work actually show that it does work. And so we are really frustrated here that our our leaders in the House and in the Senate have not stepped up to bring these bills um, forward. And we don't know, is it, the fact that there's some other type of uh, special interest group that they're beholden to? Are they beholden to the hospital associations, the state medical societies, or the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, who is it? Is, is there a money trail there? I don't know. Well, here's the we're thing we're very concerned about that.
0: Here's the thing. And it's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health. Inspiration.health is his website. Go check him out. Um, here's the concerning part, and we didn't say this yet. The guy that we're talking about is a Republican, right? This is somebody who allegedly would be for health freedom and doctors prescribing good prescribable FDA approved medicines. By the way, Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have been approved by the FDA for a long time. I think Ivermectin won an award for how, how well it works on, on whatever it was originally prescribed for. So this, this guy, the speaker of the house who has to bring it to the floor went on vacation or something.
3: Yeah. We're wondering where they are. Why aren't you guys showing up? Because This bill, HB 2280, is critical to allow us to be able to continue to take care of our patients without fear of retribution, and to ensure that the pharmacies have to treat it just like any off-label medication—that they can't refuse to fill it. Fill it. We're looking out for our patients. We're seeing them. We're taking care of them. But there's other health bills in there as well that they've squashed, and we're scratching our heads. There are health bills in there to prevent these crazy mask mandates. There's also a bill that prevents them from shutting down churches and they're not moving on these bills. And it's like, if you are a freedom loving Republican, you are going to stand firm for these bills and not let any special interest group uh, group get in the way. Because I'm telling you, the grassroots groundswell here in Kansas is huge. We're going to have a big rally on Monday. And I'm telling you, if our congressional leaders here in Kansas aren't listening to us, they're going to get replaced.
0: There you go. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Make sure you go to inspiration.health. Inspiration.health is his website. A uh, great surgeon, great physician. One last question, and uh, we always take up a bunch of time, but it's always such such a, a valuable bunch of time. Great information. Uh, Dr. Roger Marshall, the senator. Uh, I've I've had him on several times. Um, is he involved in this at all? Can he push at all? I know that he's not on the state level; he's on the U.S. level. But can he, you know, elbow somebody in the state level and say, "Hey, fix this."
3: Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. I I actually made some notes for today's little discussion that you and I were going to have. And I just want to put out an SOS to every congressional leader of influence, Dr. Marshall, our our, uh, federal senators, our uh, state representatives. Please help us call these leaders here in the House uh, in Kansas and talk to these other Republicans and help them see the light in moving these bills forward. So if you're a Republican, Republican leader across this country of influence, call. If you're a constituent or a patient that's been positively affected, please call. Call uh, uh, Legislator Reichman's office. Call uh, Mr. Hawkins' office. Call, 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 send email. Well, I know that
0: Marshall had a back back and forth with Fauci, and Marshall is not on Fauci's side. Have you reached out to him at all? You should reach out to his office. Maybe you'd be able to get some satisfaction there.
3: Got my homework now.
0: Thank you. (laughs) That's what I do, Jesse. It is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health. A wealth of information. We've become very good friends. Um, uh, The knowledge that you give is so important to to my listeners, my viewers, my family, and to me. I can't thank you enough, Jesse. Thanks for bringing it every single time. Let's talk again soon.
3: Hey, my pleasure. All
0: right, brother. We appreciate you. We're we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Glad to have you here on a free speech Friday. Dr. Jesse Lopez brings in inspiration.health is his website. And hopefully people who are listening in Kansas will get a hold of your state legislature uh, or legislators and tell them, look, get on the ball. Let these doctors prescribe. Let these doctors diagnose. Let these doctors do what they do. They are sworn to never do any harm to their patients. Why don't you let them go ahead and diagnose and help them? Give me a break. Let's do some pop culture.
2: Dirty pop
0: (laughs) talk to me brother
1: so earlier this week uh something happened on the on the set of uh this new movie bill murray is, is uh in apparently yeah. something happened that, that he did that caused him to shut filming down um and i guess there's an investigation going on i guess they're saying some type of inappropriate. Behavior that that happened with him. Um, and I guess, of course, now there's all this stuff resurfacing about previous misbehavior that he's had on sets of other movies.
0: You um, have so to know I'm, now. I mean, no way have to find out. Right. Alright, brother, I appreciate it. That's Polo. That is Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.